You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we've got Daniel Mateo joining us in the studio. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you, Jason. It's good to be back. It's good to have you here. Now, Daniel, I was just uh, thinking as I was doing the intro there that um, we talk about uh, learning how to study the Bible more effectively and uh, learning, I guess, about God and what have you. And today we're starting a new series called Facets of Faith. Facets of Faith, yeah. So yeah. this will be digging into the Bible. So I guess it's a different way of um, looking at the Bible and studying the Bible. So um, we do hope that you'll stick with us through this new series uh, of Facets of Faith. But before we get into that, tell us what you've been up to um, over the past week. Well, it seems like uh, quite often when I come to talk to you, Jason, that I've been running some sort of youth event over the weekend. You've been away somewhere. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's, it was the case again. And uh, so a, <clears throat> a good friend of mine, Pastor Nick Cross, um, who uh, rec- represents uh, religious liberty and um, public affairs for uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church in the uh, in the in our part of the of the world, uh, came and did a bit of uh, training for us uh, f- over the weekend. We were there on Friday night uh, in Devonport, and uh, also throughout the day in Launceston. And uh, he taught us a little bit about uh, sharing God's word with others. Uh, it's, co- it's called World Changes. Is that was the, what the training is called? And then on Saturday night, we all went bowling together. So it was a bit of fun. Uh. Did, did he have something to do with the World Changes Bibles that were produced a little while ago? Yeah, yeah, that's his, that's his baby. Yeah, yeah I would they say. were they mm. were excellent. I love mm. those Bibles. So, yeah, yeah. he told us that there's another run coming out very shortly. He's got. Yeah. Ah, that's great. Yeah, we so, need to get some more. Mm, that'll be good. Awesome. Um, so just remember our program, Faith FM. Um, there's an app that you can listen to all of our past episodes um, and also our live programs, Faith FM Australia app. You can get that from the app store. So do uh, grab that, if you, particularly if you've got any uh, poor signal areas and you want to be able to listen without interruption. The Faith FM app is a great way to do that. And, of course, if you're at home and you've got a computer, you can listen on the Faith FM website as well. That's faithfm.com.au. Um, just uh, give us a summary of where we've gone and where we've come from, I guess, mm-hmm. with uh, Drawing from <clears throat> the Well. We've finished that series now and uh, where we're going to go in this new uh, series, Facets of Faith. Yeah, that's right. Well, throughout the course of this year when I've been uh, here on the radio on Wednesday mornings, um, with first with Tabitha and then with yourself, we looked at all the different ways that uh, that Scripture can affect our lives. The idea is that it's like a it's like a well of mm. knowledge and wisdom and understanding on different areas of of life, and uh, so that's what we went through. In fact, the last time we got together, we finished up with the Bible as social justice mm. and uh, the ways that the Bible advocates us caring for those less fortunate in our society, uh, for us as individuals, and the and the influence that we should have over the people around us in that vein. This week we're going to start uh, this series, Facets of Faith. And I imagine faith or the journey of faith as being something like a beautiful cut diamond. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you know, as you you can imagine holding up a, a precious gem up to the light, and especially when it's been cut by a professional, professional jeweler. And as you rotate that gem, it's going gonna, it's gonna to refract the light in all sorts of beautiful ways. And the more you turn it, the more um, directions that you look at that gem from, uh, the more beautiful it's going to appear. And I believe that, uh, that faith is just like that gem. And so when we look at the different uh, aspects of, of faith, different facets of faith, uh, 
especially scriptural faith, I think that it's going to be a blessing. And we're particularly going to focus on different Bible topics uh, as we go through the series, yeah. Mm. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to doing this with you for a little while. Um, How would you like to get started today? Do we want to get straight into it? Let's have a prayer. Do you want to pray for us, please? Awesome. Yeah, let's do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can come to you today. We can ask you for wisdom and guidance. And as we open your word and read passages of scripture today, we ask that you give us understanding and uh, insight into the words that you've given us. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, beautiful. So today what I want us to think about, I've I've called this, uh, I guess, discussion that we're having together today, The Call. Because I firmly believe that God has has a special call that is placed on each one of our lives. We do not, um, we're not without purpose in this world. Mm. You know, I, when I was 16 years old, you know, I had a very sad experience of, of a good friend of mine, um, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, he very sadly lost his life. And one of the reasons why that situation took place was because he had a degenerating mental health condition, but also because he had a deep sense of of uh, of not having any purpose in this world, mm. without any belief in a God. This idea that he'd rejected that there was any any higher purpose, he really couldn't come up with any idea of of why he existed. Mm. And as we spoke together, you know, this 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 concept of not having any reason to live. You know, and it was really, really sad discussion to have, and then, um, and then to find out that that he'd passed. Mm. And so, <clears throat> today we're thinking about the fact that each one of us have been called to something. That there is a call that's been placed on our lives, not just by, not, it's not internal. It doesn't arise from ourselves. It arises from uh, a higher power uh, that uh, that the Scripture calls God. You know, and uh, so for myself, I have experienced this. You know, I from. I would say that God's call on my life is the articulation of a, of a deep sense of conviction or, or, for want of a better word, feeling that I've had since for as long as I could remember that there's something out there that has a purpose for me. And But this was most distilled uh, when I was 16 and, and I was studying the Bible uh, with my pastor. And uh, he said, you know what? I think you should be a minister of religion. Mm-hmm. And and I said, no way, I'm not going to do that. Um, and I turn around, I ran, ran the other ran direction. The other, you're a bit like Nineveh. <laughs> <laughs> like Jonah. Yeah. Jonah, sorry. Yeah, yeah I didn't want to do that. Well, actually, I suffered from a fear of public speaking at the time. Yeah. But uh, I love, you know, there's a great author that wrote once that uh, all of his biddings, that's talking about God, all of his biddings are enablings. And uh, I should have known that if God asks you to do something, that uh, that he's going to help you to do it. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I, I ran in the opposite direction. But what happens when you are living without purpose when you're living without call is that it's very hard to be happy and I was pretty miserable even though I enjoyed my job I, I joined the army and I was there for five years as an infantry soldier I was posted up in Townsville and uh, even uh, even operational service in 2003 uh, even though I enjoyed my job I enjoyed my friends still there was a sense that there's something else that I'm supposed to be doing there's mm. somewhere else where i'm supposed to be this isn't where i'm this is where isn't where i'm meant to be it was kind of I'm, i compare the feeling to being something like 
I don't know, have you ever had to be somewhere and maybe you set an alarm or you thought you did and then the alarm didn't go off and you sort of wake up and you're going around doing your morning routine but just something feels strange and you feel a little unsettled and then you look at the time and you realise, oh, I'm supposed to be at that meeting. But mm. that, that feeling of, you know, was there something I'm meant to be doing there, just something off? Mm. That's how I felt all the time, mm. all the time. Mm. Until my I was married and my wife and I had a discussion and I sensed that God was, was calling me and I made a decision with her that we were going to go and pursue ministry as a career, then suddenly, as soon as we made that decision together, that feeling lifted because suddenly I'm doing what I've been called to do, you know? Mm. And I think that's different for everybody. Everybody has a different call that God, a different purpose that God's placed on their life. And whether it's, um, whatever it, it might be, whether it's, you know, garbage collection or whether it's, uh, you know, engineering or whether it's, you know, and maybe not even a vocational call. Maybe it's a call to parenthood or a call to, um, you know, whatever it is the purpose that God has the primary purpose that God has for your life whatever that looks like when you're walking in that there's a deep sense of satisfaction a deep sense of wholeness a deep sense of I am changing the world uh, one little moment and one little decision at a time in the place where God would have me to be Mm. and there's settled peace Mm. uh, in that yeah so for me, um, Daniel, and we haven't d- discussed me sharing this today, no, but no, uh, when I was uh, probably similar age, around age 16 to 18, I, I felt a strong calling that my purpose uh, or calling from God was actually something to do with music and uh, music ministry and you know being involved in music at church and that sort of thing. And, and so in those younger years, I was heavily involved. And then for a period of time, just for a number of circumstances and reasons, I withdrew from that for about 10 years. And over that period of 10 years, I felt like I was dying inside, you know. And uh, it wasn't until um, I resumed uh, actually starting to write music again and uh, to record it and and got involved with um, music back at church that and I felt at home again. Yeah, so there's something really deep seated in me that uh, was missing, and that was something that I felt right from that fairly young age. So, so there is a longing there, and I believe it's actually latent within all of us. And and generally, I think God's purpose for us won't involve serving self; it'll involve serving others. Mm. That uh, that when we find what God's purpose is, no matter what it is, it'll be some level of serving other people that God has created. And when we figure out what that is, it'll bring us happiness. And I'm actually, it concerns me really because so much of the messaging in our society actually tells us that you will be fulfilled if you find something that's going to serve you. Mm. And I believe that there's millions of people around this world that are quite successful in life, vocationally or in whatever endeavor. They're very successful at those things, but they're still miserable because they're not serving and that's not their purpose. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. We've got a question for you to consider, and we would love to hear from you today. Um, We've got a book offer on this number that you'll be able to claim, so write this number down if you're listening for the first time today, 0488-880-891. That's a number just for Tassie Encounters, 0488-880-891. We'd love you to text in an answer to this question. Have you ever had an experience of a calling or a voice that you would consider supernatural? Um. Perhaps where you felt the presence of something higher than yourself speaking. We'd love to hear from you today. Text us in on 0488-880-891. This is Across the Lands with Keith and Kristen Getty. You're the one. 
To Sassy Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're talking with Daniel Mateo, and we're starting our new series, Facets of Faith, 
And today's topic is called The Call. And mm. we asked you, have you ever had an experience of a calling or a voice that you would consider supernatural? Perhaps where you felt the presence of something higher than yourself speaking to you. We'd love to hear from you today. Uh, text us in on 0488880891. Now, Daniel, um, I'm assuming we're going to get into um, some Bible study in a moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because... Look, the the fact is that God didn't just call me and he didn't just call you, Jason. Yeah. You know, uh, God has got a plan for every single one of us. And we're, we're actually what we're going to do today is we're going to go through a few verses from the book of Jeremiah, which is one of my favorite books. And it contains some of my favorite verses in the scripture, because we're going to trace a little bit of the, the, the journey of Israel and the journey of the prophet himself. And we're going to pull some principles out of some of these quotations and uh, and see what they have to say to us. Because I believe there's a call that God has placed on every single one of our lives that involves serving him and serving others. So mm. would you like to read for us, please, uh, Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 4 to 10. Yes, and this is out of the New International Version. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. Mm. Now, there's a lot there, isn't there? Now this is uh, God talking to Jeremiah. Jeremiah, that's it, his call. The call that came to him as a as an individual. I'm assuming he was a young man at this time. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he would have... Well, Mm. He would have been younger than thirty. Yeah. Yeah. So thirty was the was the mm-hmm. age when Israelites were considered to to be ready to begin serving in the priesthood and so forth. But uh, but they were actually considered to be men from age thirteen mm-hmm. uh, in that culture. So they could begin families and so forth from that age. You know, it was the ancient world, a very different sort of world. But um, but in order of, in terms of religious leadership. Uh, that began at age 30. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so he would have been younger than that. And he's got some obstacles to the call that God's placing on his life. Just like every time God plays, uh, places a call on one of our lives, there will be some obstacles. And for me, um, I mean, I felt very similar to Jeremiah when he called me to ministry. <laughs> I was afraid of public speaking. You know? Me too, when Gary Webster asked me to uh, host this radio program. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I don't know how to speak on air. Yeah, and yeah. You know, I, would, I, I feel the same way, actually. Mm. Um, whenever it is that God puts a calling on our life, it's always bigger than anything that we could possibly imagine. And that's kind of funny because it, it amazes me how small our imaginations can be sometimes, or mm. our, I should say our estimations of ourself mm. and what we can do for others. But if God places a call in our life, no matter how insurmountable, no matter how unbelievable it appears to be, he's not going to ask us to do something unless he's also going to help us to do it. And we see that here, that that he says, look, he looks at Jeremiah, God says to him and says, look, before you were even formed in the womb, Mm. before before your parents even knew you were going to be a thing, (laughs) Mm. uh, I already had a plan for your life. Mm. And this is true 
of everybody that's listening as well. Mm. And particularly, look, not all of us are brought, uh, brought up in ideal family circumstances. And, and there are some of us, very sadly, have heard these words from, their, from our parents said to us, you were an accident. Mm. So there's some, of, some of us in the, in the human race have heard those words from our parents. Mm. And when our parents, who are supposed to be the reference point for our value and purpose in this life, say something like that to us, it's deeply wounding. It makes us think that we're a we have no purpose because mm. we weren't supposed to exist. You know, th- that we were a byword and that uh, if, if things had have gone to plan that we wouldn't be here and that can be deeply damaging for people. But God says, before your parents even were aware, I had a plan for mm. your life. He knew us and, uh, yeah, he knew what uh, our calling would be, I guess. Mm. You know, so he foresaw your existence mm. and he created a purpose for you. And so then, obviously, Jeremiah comes back with the contradiction. Alas, sovereign Lord, I don't know how to speak. I'm too young. So there's um, objection number one. (laughs) I don't have enough... um, I I don't have enough skill in communicating. And also, there's some some boundaries in my culture and uh, physical boundaries. But the Lord says, what? Don't say it. Go to everyone I send you to. Say whatever I command you. Don't be afraid. Mm. Why? Why is it, Why do we not be afraid? Verse 8, for I am with you mm. and I'll rescue you. Mm. That's, a, that's a message that comes across so many times in the Old Testament, isn't it? That do not be afraid. I am with you. I'm just thinking mm. of Isaiah 41.10. Absolutely. But, you know, that's not, I mean, that's the famous uh, verse that mm. everyone quotes. Fear not, for I'm with you. Do but not be dismayed. For it your happens God. so often throughout the Old Testament. Well, yeah. Mm. I mean, the New Testament too. I mm. mean, I'm thinking of the parable of um, of the, uh, the the lost son. Mm. You know, when when the father speaks to the older son, he mm. says, but I am always with you. You mm. know, uh, Matthew 28, Jesus says, lo, I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Yeah. In fact, somebody once wrote a book I think it was Sky Jackthani he wrote a book called With I think I think I got that right and that talks about this idea of uh, of um, God being with his people throughout mm. scripture mm. I hope I got I, th- I hope I got that author right anyhow um, so but it, so he you could maybe sum up all of scripture by saying that God is with his people or he mm. desires to be with us. Mm. And so this is the basis for which we don't need to be afraid of the purpose that God has for us, no matter how intimidating you know it seems to be. Because God is not just going to be with us. Verse 9 says, the Lord reached out his hand, he touched my mouth and said, look, I've put my words in your mouth. God is actually going to give us the skills and the preparation, the resources, the strength, whatever it is that we need to be able to do it. Mm. And, uh, and verse 10, it says, I've appointed you over nations and kingdoms. And, you know, the, I don't think it is that Jeremiah could have ever imagined as a young man that he would have to walk up to King Zedekiah and give him a message of judgment or a message of condemnation from God. But he did that, you know, and God rescued him through that process. Mm. And uh, God will always help us to do those things that he is calling us to do. Yeah. Mm. So uh, earlier you mentioned the fact that uh, when you weren't doing what uh, you think God was calling you to do, you sort of felt empty. Mm. Um, Is there any scriptures that... uh, talk about that sort of thing well I, and I also in our last section I also alluded to the fact that so many people are trying to do what the world says will give them fulfillment mm. and there's a lot of very successful people you know I mean very wealthy people even uh, that have done very well in this life trying to do what the world said would make them happy and mm. they're miserable 
And actually, Jeremiah tells us that. Uh, would, would you like to read Jeremiah 2.13 for me, please? It says, My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. <laughs> That's a beautiful little metaphor there, isn't it? Mm. The idea is that you and I all need water to live. Yeah. And uh, it's like there's uh, there's holes in the in the system and it keeps leaking out. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you're not um, with God. Yeah. So um, we all need water to live, and we all need God's Holy Spirit within. We all need God's purpose for our lives to mm. to feel fulfilled and and to have happiness and and fulfilment. And so, forsaking God, trying to find our own purpose, is going to cause us to not be able to 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 walk in the, what's actually going to fulfill our hearts. So he says, they've forsaken me, the spring of living water, and they've dug their own cisterns or wells, broken cisterns that can't hold water. And that's really what it's like sometimes when you're, let's say you're pursuing money as a primary purpose. Now, there's nothing wrong with money. It's, you know, I don't believe it's wrong to be rich or whatever. It's not money that's the problem. It's the love of money. The love of money. You got it. Um, but when you're seeking that as the primary purpose of your life, it's mm. like trying to hold water in a broken cup. Mm. Um, no matter how much you get, it's never, never enough. Mm. And uh, anyone that has had a little bit can testify that once you get a little bit, it just seems like nothing and you need more and mm. more and more, you know, always. We've got a great uh, testimony of uh, George Vandeventer coming up on Friday. So oh, uh, lovely. if you're listening and you want to uh, hear a, a genuine uh, personal testimony of of this uh, concept, do tune in on Friday morning. Yeah, he's a he's a nice guy and yeah. uh, became quite wealthy and then lost a, lost a fair bit of it. Yeah, mm. pretty much all of it. Mm. And so uh, found the 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 spring of living water in the process. And mm. that's what we really need. You know, we need connection to Him. So as we're searching for the call that God's put in our life, we have to remember that it's not always going to make sense to the people around us. Sometimes people are going to say, "Oh, you're crazy. You know, why are you giving up this, this, and this so that you can go and do that, that, and that." Well, because God's calling me to, and that's what's going to give me fulfillment. That's mm. the reason. Yeah. We might uh, go to another break, and uh, just remember our listener question for today is, have you ever had an experience of a calling or a voice that you would consider supernatural, uh, perhaps where you felt the presence of something higher than yourself speaking to you? Uh, do stay tuned, but this is Your Heart by Sydney Wolverton. Places that I know I've been before My friends all tell me, Sid, what you look for is already yours The treasure that you seek is waiting right outside your door Jesus, open my door Cause I want the way and I want the one I want the sun to shine Showing me the truth of your love That I'm the treasure of your heart The treasure of your heart Well, life will pick us up and drop us back down again But I'm not scared because tomorrow is in your hands Anyone can find the dirt in someone else's heart Help me be the one to find the gold right from the start 
Made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You are listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and we're speaking with Daniel Matteo on our new series, Facets of Faith. And uh, we've been talking about how God has a purpose for us, and uh, when we don't pursue that purpose, when we go in other directions, we end up feeling empty or we lose our water in the cistern we were just talking about. (laughs) Metaphorically. We we become an empty bucket. Mm, mm. So, uh, yeah, where where would you like to go now with this, uh, Daniel? Well, look, we're talking about God's call, and I'd like to suggest today that God never ever wants us to violate our principles. Mm -hmm. He never wants us to, um, uh, to turn against the standards of his word in order to achieve our call. And if there's something we're trying to pursue in life that we believe is a call and we have to enter into some level of dishonesty or even theft or fraud or whatever in order to attain that, as human beings, we are so susceptible to inventing justifications for bad choices in order to get what we want. Mm. And often the call of God is used to, to justify all sorts of rubbish. And uh, But God never wants us to violate that. And, and for example, if, if, if you feel, okay, well, this job is my call, but uh, I can't possibly get it in this market unless um, I lie on my resume. Mm. When you've got that sort of reasoning, mm. I feel like God's called me this, but in order for me to get it, I have to. Mm. Wait a minute. He wants instead for us to trust him. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. If if it is what God wants, then you'll get it. You don't need to lie. He's not. He doesn't need to use lies in order to make his will come true. You don't have to try and um, help God mm. uh, to achieve what what you think he wants. Mm. And uh, would you like to read for me, please, Jeremiah chapter six, verse sixteen? It says, "This is what the Lord says: Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths." Ask where the good way is, and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But you said, we will not walk in it. Mm. So this is a rebellious uh, person or people, I guess. Yeah, you got mm. it. And so there's a metaphor there of standing at the crossroads. You yeah. know, you've got choice in front of you. And, and quite often that's the case for us when we're considering the call that God's placed on our life. We are given choices, and sometimes they're two good choices. Mm. You know, we might feel like... what. Like that one isn't bad, but uh, everyone's telling me I should do this. But I feel like God's telling me to do this thing over here. But 
um, I don't know which way to go. And uh, and sometimes when we're in those situations, we have to pray about that. But mm. if there's one path that causes us to have to lie or violate our conscience in some way, it's not the way. To it's go. not the way to go. Mm. And uh, we and the reason is that part of being at peace with the with our lives and the call that God's put on our lives is knowing that we have been principled. Mm. If if you um, let's say we're talking about we sort of keep harping on vocational calls, but it's not the only type of call. As I said, there's a call to parenting, there's a call to all sorts of things. But let's say it is a job, and you lie or you know manipulate in some way in order to get that job. Well, once you're in it, you can't ever have peace. Mm. You can never have the peace that God's promised. It's, you know, yeah. Because what if someone finds out for a start? Secondly, you never ever know that you got it off your own merit. It's because you did something dodgy and you know it. There are so many television programs that uh, um, start like that where somebody does something through deception and then the whole program is about unraveling that Mm. deception. And it's so stressful. It is. Yeah, it's stressful to watch, let alone live in it. Oh, look, you know, as you know, I was a chaplain at a school for a number of years, and it's funny to watch kids lie. Mm. And and kids do lie a lot, you know, Mm. they're kids. But... uh, they have to keep up with their lies and mm. they have to remember who what who they told which lies to and they they trip up over themselves all the time and their friends call them out it's funny to watch those dynamics but you got to there's so much mental energy and that is afforded to dishonesty it's easier just to be honest and mm. be truthful and let the chips fall where they may and god wants us to make positive decisions he wants us to make good choices that're going to lead to good consequences in our lives so how do we know um, what's a good choice how do we know whether you know there's that saying just follow your heart. Is, <laughs> is that a, a reliable way to decide uh, different, you know, decisions? Well, there's there's two <laughs> there's two messages in Disney movies that I object to. Yeah. One of them is follow your heart, yeah. <laughs> and um, and the other one is follow your feelings, and and both of those I think are it's sort of related. Well, they're related, yeah. and they're, but they're, it's highly subjective. Mm. You know, in, in Jeremiah seventeen nine. Would you like to read that for me, please? It says, "The heart is deceitful above all things, and beyond cure. Who can understand it?" We don't even know ourselves what we want. Mm. You know, like you talk to people sort of later on in life, like maybe that you know they met and had a weekend romance and fell in love and got married, and then you talk to them two or three weeks later, and and they might say something like, "Oh, I've really thought it's what I wanted, but mm. I've, now I realise I wanted something else." We don't know what we want when we're using feelings and our heart as our guide. Those things can be manipulated. Those things can be changed based on what we had for breakfast, how well, good a sleep we had, what music we're listening to. It's not a good guide for life. So it, it's it's not. Um, uh, let me just ask this question. I've got a phrase. Uh, what I'm thinking in my mind here. It's not that the heart is always wrong, Mm-mm. but it needs to be in alignment with God's word. There you go. There yeah? you go. So so the call is not, and and sometimes feelings and the heart are associated with the call of God, but it's not. A, it's never going to be the primary mm. way that God calls. Uh, because, like I said, it's too subjective. Um, so God is going to use conviction. He's going to use his word. He's going to use people that um, he's going to use intellect and reason, good um, logical reasons uh, why you should follow and uh, and do these things. So God wants us to trust him 
rather than our feelings. Mm. And uh, look, if we're going to talk about Disney, you know, they made that film Pinocchio way back when. And, uh, you know, the little Jiminy Cricket used to sing, always let your conscience be your guide. And that's probably a better idea. And I would, I would suggest the conscience guided by the word of God. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. If, our, if our conscience is trained and, and uh, we're, you know, regularly studying the, the word of God, we will have much better. Uh, better idea as to which decisions are good ones and which aren't. Yeah, that's right. There, there are people that might say, "Well, you know, God's God's calling me to, uh, you know, I've got to sell everything that I have, and I'm going to go, you know, to some foreign country, and I'm, you know, going to do some some Christian mission work." Now, He may be calling you to that, and it's important. But first, slow down, wait a minute, take time to pray, consult godly people that you know that and that you trust mm. and that know you, and take some time to consider is this from God or did I just hear about something and it inspired me emotionally and I'm mm. feeling like I want to go and do it mm. we, that, have, we have to be very careful good, you know, that's a good thing to do but is it the right thing to do for you at this time exactly and is it yeah. something that God's called you to do and mm. and there are I know a number of Christians that have you know watched some inspiring presentation from a missionary and, and dropped everything and gone somewhere and, and they weren't suited for that type of work mm. first of all and then impoverish mm. themselves and their families in the process perhaps it's okay to, to pray in that circumstance that god if this is not what you want me to do please mm. close the door yes yeah. yeah now that's a good thing to do yeah. yeah praying about god to make things clear to you mm. beyond all shadow of a doubt and to, to make decisions based on intellect yeah mm. and his care is always with us if we if we if he's calling us to it we can trust that he's going to take care of us yeah mm. Mm. so there's this famous uh, verse in jeremiah 29 uh, verse 11 and it goes on verse 12 and 13 um, you know, we hear this and see this written on uh, on posters and, and uh, on social media you see these sorts of verses um, I guess we should read it mm. yeah do you, you want to read from yeah. Jeremiah chapter 29 11 is the well known verse yes. and 12 and 13 I think are just as important that nobody ever reads a- absolutely yeah, uh, <laughs> th- yeah particularly um yeah, both 12 and 13 are super mm. important. So it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Mm, beautiful. Mm. There are plans that God has for our life. I know the plans that I have for you. Mm. And they are good plans, and and we have to trust that because sometimes we're unwilling to surrender our life into God's plan because we're we're scared of which direction we're going to go. What's He going to do with our life if we give it to Him? You know, we're not sure. If we live for something higher than ourselves, what happens if uh, He doesn't have our best good in, at heart? Mm. Right? He says they're plans to prosper you or, or good or for your good and not evil. Another um another version says they prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope. And a future, and mm. there's so many people, particularly young people today, that need hope, mm. and they need they need a future. They need to know that their life's going somewhere, yeah. and God has this in place for us. In what context, though? It's not just divorced or absent from Him. It says, "Then you're going to call on Me and come and pray to Me, and I'll listen to you." There's a two-way relationship going here. You'll seek Me and find Me when you seek Me with all your heart. There's a spiritual journey, a seeking after truth, a seeking after God. Uh, uh, communing with him and him communing with us the purpose of of God the call of God on our life is best found in relationship with God in relationship with God's self we find our deepest purpose we find our deepest fulfillment we hear his call 
I'm going to ask you a question after the break because um, uh, I think you might have a, a um, another couple of things to talk about. But it's in relation to this that, you know, so many young people say, yeah, but I don't know what my purpose is. So I'll come back to that after the break. Uh, we've got one more point to cover uh, before we go to a break. Um, we've got another verse here, Jeremiah 31.3. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you want to read it for us? Sure. It says, The Lord appeared to us in the past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. This is the basis for God's call for our life. That idea of everlasting love, you know, this this overwhelming. Uh, it says, and the, the psalmist says of God, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. God always existed. He always will exist. It speaks mm. to his eternality. Well, in all of eternity past, God loved you. And and from that love, from that great desire to, to plan you, to create you within your mother's womb, and then to bring you uh, into existence, and then to um, give a purpose to your life, it arises from his love. God loves you just as you are, you mm. know, and uh, and you are enough for him. And uh, he longs to, to guide you and to draw you into, into a, the purpose that you have for this life that is going to give you fulfillment and wholeness. It's time for a break. Our book offer, it's also time for our book offer today. It's actually a Bible study course called Amazing Grace that we're going to be giving away today. Um, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. We all know that hymn, that famous hymn. Imagine two loving parents holding their baby for the very first time. Now try and imagine what they would do if their little one was snatched away from them by a kidnapper determined to destroy the child eternally. If we can understand how a parent would feel, perhaps we can begin to understand the desperation God felt to get his children back. The story of his plan of redemption, it's, it's narrated from Genesis to Revelation, and it tells of his rescue plan carried out through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. In fact, the Bible was written to announce this plan. The human race, buried under sin with no possibility of eternal survival, could only be rescued with help from above. The Saviour of the world came down to rescue his children, and the scriptures are filled with joy and excitement. For salvation has been achieved for all who accept his plan. And he is coming back to take his children home. So this is the uh, Bible study series. It's a Bible study course that we're going to be giving away today. Um, But right now we're going to go to this uh, song. It's a beautiful worship song. It's called Call Me Your Own.
Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and we're talking with Daniel Mateo we're finishing up our program today Facets of Faith and uh, The Call is the topic of today's program. Before the break I talked about our book giveaway today it's a Bible study course Amazing Grace the code for today is FACET1 F-A-C-E-T number one, no spaces text that into 488 and we can get you a copy of this Bible study course. And, yeah, it will cover a wide range of topics out of the Bible, so well worth getting. I think it's 21 studies um, or something like that in this Bible study course. Um, <clears throat> before the break, I mentioned a question. You know, many people, whether they be young or old, for me, um, when I was younger, I sort of felt that I had a strong calling, and then I lost my way, you know, in my sort of uh, early 30s, mid-30s, um, and it came a point where I, I was frustrated that I didn't really feel like I knew what my purpose was. And uh, it was interesting because we had a small group Bible study that would meet at our at our home each week. And I would say these questions. And after a little while, one of my friends said, I think they got frustrated with me asking that question because they said, it's obvious what your purpose is. And, mm. and, and they could see it but I wasn't recognizing that. So um, have you got any other uh, ideas as to um, how people might go about, I guess, getting some certainty about the purpose, the calling on their life? Well, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, you you discovered your purpose in community. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, I think sometimes like when we divorce community from this decision, uh, we actually, or I should say from this realization, we do a disservice, particularly to young people, because we've talked primarily about voc- vocational call, but there's all sorts of calls that uh, that God gives in life. But we tell young people when they're in their late teens, you've got to go now and go and make a decision about what you're going to go study or what you're going to go to. And uh, yeah, These are big life-changing or life-impacting decisions that they they're are, going to make. Yeah. But they say, it's your decision. Mm. You choose. And, and here's a whole bunch of assumptions about success that actually don't really give true happiness and fulfillment mm. that you've got to meet in order to be happy. Mm. And <clears throat> quite, quite often, they don't have anything to do with service. They don't have anything to do with, um, with helping others. Um, it's just got to do with success in terms of material success and and young people feel a a great burden like i'm trying to pick between a bunch of things that i'm being told that i should have to do but uh but really ideally we discover our purpose in service to a community and this is look if you're involved in a local church this is an ideal place to discover purpose Mm. um if you're not then you know just a local community group or something whatever it is your ethnic group if you're part of it when people ask me 
what, what's my call? How do I know what my call is? I would counsel them, get out there and try different things. Mm. You know, try and do different tasks. You're not going to discover your call playing Xbox. No. You know, I mean, that's... <laughs> It's not necessarily, might not be playing a bad game, but it's not the primary call that God's placed on your life because your call will inv- involve service to him and others. I think I think uh, somewhere, and I don't know where this <coughs> passage of Scripture is, but it says something about um, take a step. This is a, mm. a verse in the Bible that says take a step, and uh, if it's not the right path, God will set mm. you straight. You'll, you'll hear a voice behind you. Yeah. yeah, this is the way walk there in it. So, yeah. yeah, that's in Isaiah. I don't know the reference either. Yeah. But look, it, particularly for young people, I would say get out there. And, and if you're involved in a faith community, try uh, the church is a perfect place to try different types of service and to see what type of service appeals to us or that we're naturally gifted in. And it's usually, you know, your call is usually going to be things you're uncomfortable with. So I would say to a young person trying to figure out their call, Volunteer helping out the kids' ministry, you know, volunteer helping out the music team, volunteer helping out the PA team, volunteer, you know, helping out maybe the charitable ministry, serving the the homeless or whatever it might be. Mm. Um, Try a little bit of everything, you know, mow the grass, whatever. Do all of those different things. Volunteer to do a bit of cleaning. As you volunteer and try different tasks like that, you're going to find your heart is naturally inclined to some of the, or the other. You're going to find you're more naturally skilled at some of the other. And you're going to find that some of those tasks bring fulfillment and some don't. And it may be that your call, your whole life call may involve some similar type of thing. Mm. You know, if it's got to do with teaching, you know, you're going to have a go at teaching. You may, that may be a direction of your life. But ultimately, the call uh, is is... Well, it's a combination of two. It can be one or the other, a combination of, of two things. It can be deeply internal. It can involve a deep conviction from God that this is where what God wants me to do with my life, whether it's vocational or volunteer or whatever. Or it might be confirmed by the community. There might be a bunch of people led by the Holy Spirit around me saying, you really need to do this because, you know, we can see that you're called to it. Or it might be both. We might have a deep sense of conviction and it might be backed up by the community. But often we have such a deep such a deep doubt of ourself, you know, that we um, that we will doubt that God could possibly help us to do those things. But in Jeremiah chapter 33, 3, God advises us in what to do if we want to have the answers. Would you like to read that, please? It says, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Hmm. And isn't well, it, could it really be that simple? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to really just ask God to give that guidance. And, you know, we think about the character of Samuel. You know, he was just a young fellow and he'd re- his parents had responded to God's call and he'd gone to live uh, in, the, uh, in, the, in the tabernacle for working for priest Eli. And uh, God called to him one night and he, Samuel, Samuel, he heard God calling. And uh, he got up and he thought it was Eli calling. So he ran and set to see if the old man who was starting to struggle with his sight uh, needed some help. And Eli said, I didn't call you. And it happened again. He, you know, Samuel. And he jumped up and went and, and oh, no, it wasn't me. And, uh, and Eli said to him, look, if you hear the voice again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down and he heard the voice, Samuel. And it was God. And, and Samuel said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And so when you begin to hear the voice of God in your life, whether it be through a godly person, a friend or a leader, whether it be uh, through, uh, through a deep sense of conviction or study of God's word or whatever it is, just from trying different things and learning about what gives you fulfillment, I would counsel you uh, to say the words to God 
speak, Lord, for your servant is listening mm. and respond to his call because that's no matter how scary it is no matter how intimidating it feels that's going to be the one thing that's going to bring purpose and fulfillment to your life so there's a couple of things there one is cook to call out to him mm. and to listen mm. Mm. and to really listen to what god is uh, teaching us that story of samuel you can find in scripture in first uh, samuel uh, chapter three i believe yeah so um any uh, just final points to finish up today? We've got about a minute left. Mm. Oh, look, it's been tremendous to talk about this subject today. It, isn't it a privilege uh, that the God of the universe, that the God of heaven has has thoughts about us, has desires and plans for our mm. life? And by the way, he's not going to force us to walk in his will. Mm. He leaves that open to us. Mm. But if we respond to it, that'll it'll end up with the best outcomes for our own life, but also the most fulfillment in our internal life. And uh, there might always there might not always be a lot of money in it, but there'll always be fulfillment. Mm. And uh, and they'll and God will always take care of His own. Mm. Yeah. Mm. A passage from the New Testament in Ephesians two, uh, really verse eight to ten, but verse ten says, "For we are God's handiwork." Or in another version it says, Masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So mm. it really does promise us that we do have a purpose. God has a purpose for us. He's mm. prepared that for us. So. Um, well, thanks for listening today. Thanks for presenting uh, to us today, uh, Daniel. And I hope this has given some people um, some great things to think about and uh, to pray about. And uh, we do hope that uh, you can join us again next week with Facets of Faith. And next week we're going to be talking about the Word, which I think is about the Scriptures. Yeah, that's what we'll talk about next week. We'll talk about the role of Scripture, the purpose of it in our life, and uh, how we're to understand it. Yeah, Awesome. And tomorrow we've got David Maxwell joining us. He will be talking about Valuing Everyone, the Lost Sheep. Uh, it's a great program with David tomorrow, so please do tune in at 9 a.m. tomorrow for our program with David Maxwell. Remember today, Facet 1, F-A-C-E-T number 1, is our book offer, Amazing Grace. It's a Bible study course. This is Word of God Speak by Mercy Me. Have a great day. May God be with you. I'm finding myself at a loss for words and the fun thing is It's okay The last thing I need Is to be heard But to hear What you would say Word of God speak Would you pour down like rain Washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and know that you're in this place please let me stay and rest in your holiness word of God speak Finding myself in the midst of you Beyond the music, beyond the mountains All that I need 
is to be with you And in the quiet Hear your voice Word of God speak Would you pour down like rain Washing my eyes to see Your majesty To be still and know That you're in this place Please let me stay and rest In your holiness Word of God speak Finding myself